1973, a young Jamaican-born New Yorker known as DJ Coolheart threw a party in the South Bronx with a pair of turntables. He improvised a technique that isolated and re repeated musical breaks and repeated musical breaks. That technique would lay the foundation for a genre known as hip-hop. Hip-hop music emerged from house parties in the Bronx and spread like wildfire between friends and neighbors at block parties. The new sound was electrifying. In the schoolyard during recess, someone would have a boombox. And then someone would start rhyming. You didn't have recorded versions of hip-hop at that time. Within a few years, it had become an underground cultural movement, and its distribution was homemade. You couldn't purchase albums or records, and you couldn't hear hip-hop on the radio. The only way that you could participate in the culture musically was through these cassette tapes, which would circulate all throughout the city. As its influence deepened and broadened, the music spread from the underground onto the radio. In 1979, a group from suburban New Jersey released Rapper's Delight, one of the first hip-hop records. Now what you hear is not a test, I'm rapping to the beat. And me, the groove, and my friends are gonna try to move your feet. And the Sugar Hill Gang's hit was just the beginning. Everyone, it's Zabeda here. You're gonna be listening to me, and we're gonna question today what the catalyst of hip hop was. Like, what made it what it is today? So we can go right into it and sit back, relax, and we can start it right now. But while you're listening to me talk about my three things about the catalyst of hip hop, I want you to also keep your own opinion because it's going to be an open conversation I'm not trying to change your mind or anything like that i just want you to hear what i have to say and then after class i'll definitely hear what you have to say while listening to your podcast or video i just want this to be an open debate no pressure so we can all get into this and see what really goes deeply into how you create hip-hop since it's such a deep-rooted history into it diving right into my thesis statement so with hip-hop being such a statement music staple in history as we all know everybody at least heard one hip-hop song from the old or new generation at least i hope so so however like what do you think caused the historic change from disco to hip-hop the catalyst for the birth of hip-hop was violence oppression and racism in my opinion so we're going to dive right into that and really unfold it So starting this off right now, we can go straight into the violence section of one of my topics. The violence in New York from the 1960s to the 70s was honestly terrifying and astronomically bad. So from the 1960s to the 1970s, the city's homicide rate was more than double than what it is now. Car thefts, burglaries, robberies, and rapes were also increased from the 1960s and 70s. I feel as though while the times were getting harder and harder for people around the area, they looked around to find something that could unite them together and help to create a community to build on since there was nothing like that around there. And of course, disco was a thing and usually like in its prime area right then and there a little bit before that. But that wasn't for the newer generation. That was more for their mothers and fathers to jam out on. 
that wasn't for the new generation they didn't have a voice for themselves so younger people really wanted to create something for the younger people and not have disco just be the main thing that they can also go on New York was also home to other criminal gangs such as Black Spades who conducted criminal activities in town or anywhere else like the Bronx or Brooklyn. The Black Spades were started to protect residents from the rise in crime actually. But as the organization members became less focused on the goal and more violent on their own personal being, eventually they transitioned into a street gang. There was also police violence towards targeted people and the police were so violent towards them that they would get tackled in the street, get arrested for illegal drug charges. And the police around the New York areas where it was hard didn't help much or were just being extremely racist. Also, another reason why people were robbing and mugging people was because around the 19, like 70, 1975-ish, the city ran out, was running out of money and was facing bankruptcy. The whole entire city was going crazy. This combated t- tax loss and many middle class people went to the suburbs and lower class areas and people companies weren't hiring and people were just at a loss so most of them condoned to a certain type of robbing of some sort to get the money or did dirty work somehow to get it it was just a messed up point in time where people had nowhere else to go or had nothing else to do so they responded to that in robbing people and mugging and creating such a violent area to live in. I'm in 1970s was getting so bad that the NYPD had to step in and warn people not to take certain areas like graffiti filled subway stations, the big, bigly filled areas, anywhere where it seemed like it was gang affiliated or had some type of connection to it, they warned people not to go there because it was very dangerous for them and it was just a very dangerous time to live in. There was also police violence towards targeted people and the police 
were so violent towards them that they would get tackled in the street, get arrested for illegal drug charges. And the police around the New York areas where it was hard didn't help much or were just being extremely racist. So after concluding our first topic for the Kylots of Hip Hop, which was violence, we can go into the next one, which is oppression. I picked oppression since a lot of people come from oppressed areas of being homeless or not really having a place to call their home can play a huge role into how one brings themselves up or how one knocks himself down. So in the oppressed areas, there's always a sort of community, I feel like because they all went through the same things and oppression kind of forms of a bonding of families that they all get to experience the same thing and get to express it to the world about what they experience so with that oppression i feel like people wouldn't have such a, a a strong feeling against wanting to break free from the cycle of everything that they've been through while growing up as a child going like that until 1974 1975 until the almost bankruptcy happened and people were losing jobs weren't getting hired so most of them were homeless in a sense and were living in abandoned areas housing apartments and they couldn't do anything else because the landlords couldn't pay the taxes properly and a whole bunch of crack addicts drug addicts were scrounging around filling into new york because that's where they can get the money from from robbing people the most and the residents of the bronx had a lot to say about the accusations that people were making against them, that saying they were very violent and always were burning everything down. Because people saying, since they were growing up in the Bronx, people, people were heard them like talking smack about them and think that, that they were the ones burning it down, but the OG residents of the Bronx actually saved it while everybody else ruined it for them as well. back to the housing in the Bronx, there was a practice known as redlining, where any neighborhood with a, a bigger or significant amount of African Americans or Puerto Ricans were seen by insurance and mortgage leaders as a bad bet because nobody would go there, nobody would want to buy the property. It was just a bad location because of the people that were there. Residents cannot get insurance or mortgages and landlords to have an inconvenience and then invest into the properties. That's when New York entered the financial crisis that I mentioned earlier before. So many people were going bankrupt and crazy because nobody was doing anything and they needed the money, but nobody would have opportunities for them to get help. 
So while I was researching oppression, I wanted to know how the kids and the teenagers were being affected by this as well. And I actually found a YouTube video that had a, a lot of teen people who are runaways talking about their experiences and how they're living right now. So I wanted to share a couple a while, a couple minutes with you, just so we can get a feeling of how these people were left on the streets for themselves and how they found a sanctuary or a type of safe place so we can really understand what's going on in their brains at this moment. You're safe. Uh, yeah, it's very tough. Forget it. If you're, if, if you're just into the city and you don't know what the city is about, might as well forget it. Because, you know, in a couple of months, you're either going to be killing somebody or somebody's going to be killing you. Having no place to stay is like being in the middle of a blizzard without a jacket. Really? Going down a snow slope with the sheet wrapped around you. <laughs> a wet sheet, man. That's just a real good explanation for it. I've in New York for three months now. And I'm trying like? to get out. It's terrible. It's really a drag being here. You have to hustle, panhandle, anything you do just to get over it. You bring your friends, you bring people on the street. Like, I'll sell bacon powder for skags. I have to. I'm that desperate. It's cold. What's that? It's cold in New York, too, at night. It's real cold. Well, where do you sleep? Yeah, rooftops. Crash pads if you can. Most of the time, the crash pads are too full up, though. Yeah, hallways. Or in the street. I got raped in a hallway. Slash guy's face. What's that? I got raped in a hallway. Slash his face. Oh, and bitch. Pretty damn bad guy. He deserved it. Oh, so you gotta watch out for all kinds of weird people in the park here. It's like some people they run around, they get drunk. But it's still out of the mind. They may try and knife you. I've seen these three guys get stabbed and killed. It's not killing. Pain. Got a, a lot of whiners. Like, I've, I've thought of suicide and I've even attempted it, figuring that I wouldn't die and my soul would just go to where it wanted to go. But it's like the coming planet wouldn't even let me die, you know? It's like, I, you know, it's like I've done really crazy things once in a while, you know? And it's just like, it seems I just can't die even if I tried. And I just laughed about it and gave up, you know? It's like I sat there, I sat there for about almost three months. It's like, you know, what is this, you know? Like, uh, no, I've, I've done everything that I've read about that would ordinarily kill a human body, but it didn't die. I lost a job a week after it and everything over the whole deal. We'll see. It was, he was six months old, the 11th, and like, uh, we was going out and celebrate. And like, I lost my wife instantly. She went through the windshield. And man, you don't know what a feeling that is. When you lose your parents and lose your, your wife and child within four years, I mean, your whole life goes down the drain. It's just that way. And so now, while I was talking to some guys and they were telling me, do what you want to do. I mean, like now, you you don't have your wife. You, you, you lost everything you really started out to strive for. And... I don't know, I just, I just gave up on it, on the whole daggum thing.
once I found the video, I knew that I had to share it with you guys because it really does take you into the teen's mind. Since they're so young and they're still developing, it could cause a detrimental amount of stress on them. And you can see, well not see, but you can hear their voices and really understand where they're coming from because even though they chose, some people chose to move to the city to pursue whoever they wanted, or some people were born in there, they've been going rough through so many things that they just cannot get out and they feel like they're trapped. When the girl says that it's very hard and that if you aren't around from here, then you wouldn't know what it's like. Another guy said that he lost his entire family, he doesn't have anything else to go on. It could be a very mind fucking thing to have such bad energy all around you and not really having anywhere else to go or anywhere else to lead to because of the area that you are is so oppressed in a situation. so when i was researching it i really thought to myself that why don't i interview somebody that has been through the actual experience of hip-hop that is actually very close to me so i asked my father and who was more than happy to share his first few artists that really shaped him into who he is today and he was just talking about how it shaped him and how much hip-hop has done for his life because he is surrounded by music all the time very important topic about the cutouts of hip-hop because if not most then every single one of those og amazing rappers have experienced racism once at least once in their life Now we'll be approaching our third and final topic of the catalyst of hip-hop, which is racism. Racism, of course, is always around. It has been around for many, many years, and still there are some areas where it's still there, sadly. But racism almost created a spark for people of color. So in my personal opinion, racism almost pushed every single black person to create such a community where everyone was welcome since they never experienced anything like that before with all the violence. They wanted to form a community and what was the best way to do that otherwise than music and a whole culture around it. Since they started doing hip hop and people were going together and it wasn't such like you versus them, it was all of us versus the bad people together. It created a community that was 
wholesome and even if they had their rivalry in between of hip-hop it was never any hate it was all love just pure wholesome rivalry because they wanted to see who was better which i think is just amazing you can turn something into hate but yet create something so amazing that people just want to just battle each other with it to just see and have fun early 1970s when hip-hop was first born in the bronx poverty and brutality plagued black communities because it was surrounded by the black community so of course it was deep-rooted into hate but discussions on race and racism in america were considered taboo and in the media the black experience was stimulated and suppressed because they didn't want us talking about everything that we endured so they pretty much covered it up or tried to with another movement And of course, being a child of color, as I am black, I've experienced many racism and racist events in my life, but never really got to me as much. But music and the way that it moved me and take me different places and different eras back really helped me to feel welcome in a community. And even if certain communities have their different ways, I can always look back on the hip hop aesthetic and understand that this music is what my people were coming from and how deep-rooted they have to be to create something so beautiful that I am very happy to listen to all the time. And of course, being a child of color, as I am black, I've experienced many racism and racist events in my life, but never really got to me as much. But music and the way that it moved me and take me different places and different eras back really helped me to feel welcome in a community. And even if certain communities have their different ways, I can always look back on the hip hop aesthetic and understand that this music is what my people were coming from and how deep-rooted they have to be to create something so beautiful that I am very happy to listen to all the time. Seeing of how far we come from the 1970s and 60s to the 2020s and the progression of the generations of hip-hop are just beautiful in a way and I'm very glad to be alive for it hip-hop has created such a community where everyone is welcome and even if you're not the best you can always listen and even if you are the greatest you can always learn about the history and how rich it is and how one person can turn violence into such amazingness and create something that everyone can be a part of a community that has built on it that has survived for years and that will probably be keep going for many, many years as well. I've always been surrounded by hip hop music or any kind of music my entire life due to my father. He was a producer and he always was around music and made so many amazing beats that me and my brothers just continued after it. That's why I'm a dancer and I love the music way. My brother is a rapper and my other brother makes beats himself. He's in college right now. And I think that having a a childhood 
based around music really shaped us into the people that we are today. All I remember was being a child and listening to a bunch of hip hop songs back in the day when I was on my way to school. It was just an amazing experience and listening and hearing little snippets of other oldie songs and I was like, oh, I remember that. And they're like, how do you know that? I'm like, my mother or like my father. It's just an amazing experience just to know and be taught that at such an early age so that you always have the piece of it when you're moving on in the future. So after hearing my main three topics about the catalyst of hip hop, I really wanna know how everybody else feels about it and I can't wait to hear everybody else's pre presentation. I really, do look up to everybody who really put their heart and soul into making music that we can all enjoy for whatever feeling we're into or whenever time it is. So this is me closing my project, my presentation. I am very proud of it. And I'm very happy that I got to share my my opinions with everyone. Even though some people may not agree or some people may wholeheartedly agree with what I said. I just thank you all for listening. And I'm just very happy that we can all experience hip hop together and learn as a whole individual. And also have a community built around it because we're all together. So this is me closing my project, my presentation. I am very proud of it. And I'm very happy that I got to share my, my opinions with everyone. Even though some people may not agree or some people may wholeheartedly agree with what I said, I just thank you all for listening. And I'm just very happy that we can all experience hip hop together and learn as a whole individual and also have a community built around it because we're all together. out with a song that I found on YouTube titled The Bronx Anthem. And I just thought it was fitting since hip hop came originally from the Bronx, so we can really play, pay an homage to the founding area. I just wanna say thank you for everyone who was listening to me and my annoying voice. And it's finally over. So thank you so much and have a good day. In New York, it's the Bronx. 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 But if it wasn't for the Bronx, this rap shit probably never would be going on. So tell me where you from. It's the Bronx. 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 We gets down, baby. I'm for the crown, baby. Talk shit, whatever have you. I'm from Soundview. Bronx most wanted. It's the Bronx. 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 I'm from Soundview. I'm from Soundview. I'm from Soundview. Bronx most wanted. Cause I ain't New York, it's the Bronx. Bronx.